comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome to Season 2 of Blind Buy a Bargain Bin Adventure. My name's Jesse and I'm your host. You might know me as the Clairvoyant. Now, I've always had a passion for cinema, and if there's anything I love more than a good movie, it's a bad movie. You know those movies that are so bad they're good and they really boost your self-esteem because you know you could do so much better? I think that's the idea behind Blind Buy in the first place. This is a podcast where I went to a discount store and picked up five bargain bin movies with the intent of watching them with my co-host Bloody Brody and recounting our terrible experiences. Then we pass them on to you. Now, the contest to win the movies isn't currently open. It will be soon. So be sure to check us out on Twitter, at BlindBuy, and Facebook.com slash podcast for details on how to enter. If you looked at the upcoming movies this year, you'd know that 2016 is the year of the superhero, but this isn't the first time a genre has dominated the market. Noirs, B-movies, slapstick, and ever since John Wayne stepped on the screen in Stagecoach, the western. This movie is here to prove that the genre is not dead, for better or for worse. Let's meet our panel for today. By day, he's a mild-mannered salesman. By night, Jesse Rolux becomes the clairvoyant. He protects the streets from evil such as Luke and Lucy, the Texas Rangers, along with his trusty sidekick, Bloody Brody. But hark, what's that? A gorgeous new brunette on the scene? So welcome to the first episode of season two. Well, technically the first episode of season two of Blind Buy. We did a Christmas special, uh, but this is the first de facto episode. Joined here with my co-host, Bloody Brody, as well as a very special guest, the owner of Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Last Keepers, the Wannabes, the Water Babies, a Mighty Wind, and Virus X, the winner of our first season's contest, Renata, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> the answer is bad because of those movies you got. Yeah, you ruined my life. We ruined her life, and now she's stooped so low to appear on our podcast. First episode of season two, nonetheless. So, Yay. I'm so jealous. She got such a warmer welcoming than I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're here every week, and I try to kick you out, and you keep showing up. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so, the burning question on everyone's mind, and... We won't accept any answer above a no. Have you watched any of the movies that you won? I walked in on the my sister's watching The Last Keepers. That's a no. She's good. Yay! Oh, wait, I win. <laughs> okay. 
And did your sisters enjoy The Last Keepers? Um, I mean, they watched the whole movie, and so that's... I mean, it wasn't completely horrible, I don't think, but I think they thought it was a little silly. Okay, I gave it a thumbs up, Brody gave it a thumbs down, so it looks like they're leaning more on my side. And did any of them die? <laughs> no, they're alive. None perished. See, Brody, I told you so. <sighs> so, you are from Texas. Yep. And you don't have a Texan accent, which is a little disappointing. Do I? You don't. Sh- y'all, you should. Howdy. Yes, good. So wait, how Can you adopt you? one, like, on, on the fly? Just did. It was yep. <laughs> but do I'm like a Texan now. There we go. And so the movie we watched, uh, though I didn't realize it until shortly after, is a movie about Texas. So I didn't realize that we had a Texan on a movie that grossly misinterprets Texas, but <laughs> but uh, I think it'll be fun, and now because of that, just the jokes are going to flow like like moonshine. <laughs> right. Whiskey moonshine. Exactly. So let's get started. So the movie that we watched today was Luke and Lucy, the Texas Rangers. What year is it from? Well, we don't know. Uh, somewhere between 2008 and 2015. Uh, <laughs> and the reason we have no idea when this movie came out is because it was originally released... Uh, in Belgium as Suske in Visca, the Texas Rockers. It's a Dutch movie. Uh, it's actually based on a very famous Dutch comic by Willy van der Steen, Suske in Visca. And uh, let's talk a bit about them. So in if you are like from Luxembourg or where the hell Dutch people come from, <laughs> these guys are everywhere. So like what Archie comics are to English people... And what Asterix and Obelix is to French people, and what Tintin is to boring people. These are to the Dutch. I just have a question. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on a second. Is that why their eyes are like Tintin-like? Black? Yeah. They're inspired by Tintin, art style-wise. Also, it says they're... I don't know. On IMDb, it says they're two inseparable friends, but then they're siblings. They're not actually siblings, but in this movie, they say they are, so... Okay, got it. (laughs) Are are they orphans? Uh, Luke is an orphan, yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah, and he lives with Lucy and her aunt, which is alright. They totally <laughs> that story. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to American audiences, so they're like, let's not. So Just not delve into that. So this is, you know, in, in, in good old Dutch people land, uh, this is, it's a comic strip, it's a classic animated series, a really catchy stage musical. And so I'm assuming we have, like, a huge Dutch demographic listening to this podcast right now, so tread lightly. What about Belgians? Belgians? Yeah. Belgians. Belgians. How do you call them? Belgian. Belgian? Or they Wait, make good chocolate. Or Dutch. I don't know my European... Isn't Dutch different from Belgium? I have no idea. Wait, isn't Dutch just, like... Chocolate? German? Belgian chocolate. It's Dutch. chocolate. No, I don't know. I... I isn't... <laughs> <laughs> abort <laughs> abort mission I don't know what my European like once you get there it's all the same I just want to say that this movie did not taste like chocolate so it's definitely not Belgium no it's okay it's Dutch alright so German. <laughs> I think it's Canadian so this is called Luke and Lucy the Texas Strangers which is a bizarre title because apparently 
Suski in Visky is usually translated to Spike and Susie. <laughs> and in America, it's usually translated to Willie and Wanda. But for whatever reason, they release this particular movie as Luke and Lucy. So, all right. I guess Luke sounds like a a cowboy name, kind of. And Luke. I don't know if that's a cowboy movie. I never watched it. <laughs> oh, my brother watched it. His name is Luke, also. <laughs> oh, my Luke's, name's Luke. Luke's everywhere. So this movie's <laughs> by Skyline Film and Television. I think it was also produced in America by the people who made that last movie we watched, the fairy movie. No, no, that was Kaboom. Yeah, but K- Kaboom is owned by, like, Stage 4 or something like that. I who I say, think produced this. I don't know. Does, does the Fantastic Four own Stage 4? No, they don't. So, okay. anyway. So the first impressions with this, I gotta say, for me, were pretty pretty chill. Because we get, like, a rolling shot of a vulture flying over a desert, and there's, like, a Wild West whistle. And I'm on board. The animation looks pretty crisp so far. The vulture looked a little high, though. The vulture looked a little high. <laughs> but but the, the scenery was well, nice. Yeah, and, yeah, already thumbs up. That's my final answer. No. <laughs> hey, hold on. What? I don't know. Uh, so, Renata, how does this compare to your experiences with Texas? <laughs> um, I've never actually seen anywhere in Texas that looks like this. It looks more like Arizona or, like, New Mexico to me. Uh, I, having never been to Texas, think that this is photorealistic, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, been to this town, Renata? Dark City? Excuse me? Have you been to this town? Dark City? Uh, no, <laughs> never may heard I, of it. May I suggest when you go not to drink the whiskey, you might drink a person. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. And don't you find something at the bottom of a tequila bottle or something? It's like instead of like a worm or something yeah you don't want they're usually worms in this place they're sheriffs people yeah (laughs) so dark city it doesn't even it doesn't even flow if you say like like dark city texas it sounds like a like dark city new mexico it doesn't even it flows better yeah also it says dark city and that sounds like you know bad things happen here but then you talk to the sheriff it's like oh yeah nothing even happens here and also let's i mean dark I understand that this movie's Dutch, and they clearly didn't translate the sign name into uh-huh. English because they left the other things in Dutch. But uh, it's not dark or a city, right? I'd like it's to like, call it. It's like a wild west it... saloon town. Right. It's like one row of <laughs> shops. Yeah. I want to call it Dark City's Wildlife. No. Get it? Yes, bad. Darcy's all day. Yeah. So wait, I don't get it. It's a, you know, <laughs> what? it's it's probably for the best. <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> okay. It's an old Disney show. Oh, I'm so, too young to get that reference. <laughs> maybe so. So it's a city, supposedly, whose population appears to have been rapidly declining based on the amount of times the population sign has been crossed out. And right. now they're under 100 people. 98, to be specific. Yeah. And what do you know? We're caught in what appears to be a shootout. <laughs> so that could explain a lot. Some no-good ruffians are shooting up the town as uh, mothers are ushering their children inside. There's a Dr. Claw-like villain watching, chuckling at a wall of monitors because 
westerns. <laughs> yeah, I don't get when this is supposed to be set. Like, they're all wearing these old... This is modern-day Texas. Obviously. Yeah. It's, it's obviously filmed in Italy, though. Like yeah. most Texas movies. It's a straight-up spaghetti western. Yeah. So Where they ride squirrels. <laughs> so, okay, here's the story. Um... Well, we can we can shoehorn two stories into one. So, okay, so I showed Jesse the movie. No, and he looked at the cover and he's like, "They're squirrels." That's not what happened. So what happened was oh. I purchased this movie for two dollars at a dollar store, and I figured I'd have plenty of time to watch it. Monday rolls around and I'm playing Kingdom Hearts with Shani Dreadful, and Tuesday rolls around and I decide to watch Agent Carter instead. So Wednesday rolls around and Brody and I are going to gorge ourselves at red lobster so i bring the movie along figuring i'll be able to pirate it online hey wait are we allowed to say red lobster yes we are we're not getting paid to do so though they did tweet at me <laughs> that's well, why there I, we go i'd like to actually get paid in buns yeah the <laughs> biscuits. biscuits yeah so anyway i show brody the movie cover and i point out that it says billy ray cyrus in large letters and he says, oh, is he that <laughs> riding the squirrel? And points to someone clearly riding a horse. <laughs> but he was not joking. Uh, the tail of the horse in the foreground somehow, in his imagination, looked like a large fluffy tail attached to a squirrel in the background. A standing squirrel. <laughs> and so... I mean... That's where the squirrel... The animation isn't great. <laughs> but, I mean, you can tell what's a horse and what's a squirrel. Yeah. And then that leads to the second half of the story in which I got home and was absolutely unable to find this online in any language anywhere. And so I spent twelve ninety nine, not to rent but to buy it on Vimeo just so I could watch it. <laughs> That this is what the podcast <laughs> does to me. Like, so, that one, like that one time we almost had to pay and buy another copy of A Mighty Wind. Oh, I don't think we told that story on the podcast. And this concerns you, Renata. <laughs> it wasn't A Mighty Wind. So what happened, and I may have yes, told it was. This. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, I no. may have told this story last episode. I don't remember. I'm going to tell it again, if in case I didn't. So... It was the day uh, where I was going to ship out all the movies to Renata, and I could not find, for the life of me, the Water Babies. Uh-huh. I counted all the movies. There's five there. There should be six. Where's the Water Babies? So I cleaned my extremely messy room, my disaster area room. <laughs> he did that for you, Renata. <laughs> and it was not there. I left it on the shelf with all my other movies it wasn't there it wasn't anywhere in my room cleaned the rest of my house this was supposed to be my stress-free day off oh. <laughs> could not find the water babies so i called brody who was at work he was at work at the time yeah asking if it was at his house he said i'll check when i get home no time so i drove over to his house and i tore apart his house looking for this movie <laughs> uh and it wasn't there and so we came i called him again <laughs> And we decided that we had two options. I was going to drive to the dollar store and see if they had another copy and pick it up again. Or we were going to order it on Amazon and ship it to you. I offered oh to goodness. buy it. 
And so I go to the dollar store. Well, first they clean out my car. Not there. And my car is also a disaster area. Your car is your house. My car has everything that I need to live in it. Yes. How are you recording? Your car doesn't have Wi-Fi. But we, I drive to the dollar store, and they have copies of almost every movie we did in season one, but they don't have the water babies. <laughs> and so I'm driving home. It's a popular home. flick. I'm driving home. I'm going to tear apart my house again. Uh, and some asshole cuts me off, and I slam on the brakes. And outsides from under the passengers, the water babies. <coughs> we broke Brody. <laughs> and that was the story of the hell that was the day I shipped out these movies. And, nice. and I also, I told him to wait because I was going to write a letter, but I just didn't have time. Yeah, that's why it took so long to ship it. <laughs> Because we delayed it for days so Brody could write you a letter, which he never did. I'm sorry. <laughs> come on, guys. I was sitting there patiently awaiting. I was like, where are these? When are these movies going to come? Sitting at the mailbox waiting for right. the Right. She camped there for weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even remember where we were. Westerns. <laughs> so there's a uh, Dr. Kalal-like villain chuckling at a wall of monitors. And there's a comic relief Mexican whose catchphrase... Oh is damn, 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 damn. And he's, I would guess, I would say vaguely racist, but vaguely is not the right term. <laughs> I feel like he'd be me. He seems, uh, I mean, like, kudos for them getting a Latino actor to play the Mexican character, but right. he's still pretty racist. Yeah. That was them trying to be like, it's okay, because we have a Latino person voice <laughs> Like, they it's have a, a whole, you know, evil gang of ruffians, and they're all, they're not, none of them are very competent, but this guy is, like, something wrong with him, and he's the yeah. Mexican one. He's had too many whiskeys as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so, the, the Texas Rangers themselves get alerted to the commotion, but due to Dr. Claw's orders, uh, the outlaws keep retreating. Until they end up in a mine. Now, have you met the Texas Rangers? I am a Texas Ranger. I feel like we're not as an honorary Texas Rangers. Oh, oh. By being uh, from I Texas. Mean, they have, like, park rangers, I think. Are they, they I don't even know if the Texas Rangers are a real thing. Yeah, I, they are in one of them. Good for you. You're not even in Texas. You don't uh, know that. I mean, I feel like Texas Rangers are a thing. Or were a thing. <laughs> and I think their outfits actually look similar, unless I've just been like told that by movies and stuff. This movie. This movie. That's, right. That's good for movies, making you, someone from Texas, believe falsely of your own state. <laughs> Wait, Texas is a state, right? Yeah, it's a state. It's practically a country. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the proud Texans say, right? Because it's, it's like big. it's like our it's our Quebec. They're trying to right. split off from the rest of... <laughs> yep. So, as they make their way into the mine, they get shrunk due to some green... They say it's a powder, it looks like a And gas. they try to scientifically explain it, like it makes sense. Yeah, I know, right? He's I like, oh, yes, morning. it came from this rare plant. It's like, no, just stop, it's magic. <laughs> he even says it's magic at one point. A magic powder that shrunk them. I think they right? were just, like, really high... <laughs> See, I hated this movie because it wasn't very realistic. 
Oh, <laughs> the actors look cartoony. <laughs> Too much plastic surgery. Yeah, it's the, the, the facelifts. Too much um, that shit, that, that uh, wet shit you put in your face. I don't know. What? what Botox? She's... Yeah. <laughs> it's like glue for your skin. Oh, I've never seen it. I, I haven't either. I'm just assuming. <laughs> so then, yeah, they get shrunk by green gas. And then the evil robo-villain says, Your problems have just begun. And picks them up. And if you didn't notice, this villain is voiced by Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, really? And not very well. <laughs> he looked just like his character in Mulholland Drive. In what? <laughs> Mulholland Drive. It's a bad David Lynch movie. It's not bad David it's Lynch bad. Movie. It's bad. Made not, no sense. It's not bad. It is good. So the sheriff and his deputies, or rather the Texas Rangers, because these are not actually the sheriff and their deputies. The Texas Rangers <laughs> are being bottled at a bottling plant. And the villain, whose name, by the way, is Jim Parasite, which is a garbage name. Parasite. That's an awesome name. And they're, they're being bottled at his distillery, and he explains his evil plan. He's going to shrink the whole world. What a little... Why? I mean, like, so you can squash him? He actually says one in particular, one just absolutely terrible line. Something along the lines of, don't worry, soon you won't be smaller than everyone else. You want to know why? Because I'm going to shrink everyone else. And then he laughs maniacally. Wow. It's like, okay. <laughs> can we, I have a question for both of you. What did you think of the way when uh, JP... Jimmy Parasite. Uh Okay. What do you think of his lines when he, like, said them? Like, the maniacal ones. I think he did garbage. I think he was bad. (laughs) I just heard Billy Ray Cyrus with a vocal filter. Okay, Renata, what do you think? He phoned it in. He He probably literally did. (laughs) I I thought it sounded like a little kid playing Western. Like, it, it, it sounded like his maniacal... Turn, like the way he said things maniacally, it sounded like he was just playing. Like, like it didn't sound like he was acting. Sid from Toy Story. Yeah, it sounded exactly <laughs> like. Holy, <laughs> maybe it was Sid. <laughs> yeah, and actually, in some languages, they actually do just call him JP. Apparently, just sounds JP. better than Jim Paris. Neither of those are very good Robo villain names. Right. <laughs> this movie kind of reminded me of the movie Robots. I've never seen it. You've never seen the movie Robots? Never. Are you being facetious, or did it actually remind you of Robots? It actually reminded me of Robots for some reason. Oh. JP did. Because he's a robot. Wow. Good connection. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so then he leaves. He punches in my PIN number, 5464, into a keypad, and then leaves. That's not my PIN number, by the way. And... The sh- the uh, one of the the lead ranger guys, Ranger Tom, manages to knock himself off the shelf into a crate of bottles as it is being boarded up. And it, the bottle didn't break. Yeah, which is lucky. That would have been. I mean, I guess it wasn't lucky because if it did break, it'd probably be injured, but also free. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like <coughs> holy shit, I got feather in my throat. Why? Ooh, what? <laughs> I hate a bird. <coughs> I was expecting it to break and I was expecting JP to squash him like a little bug that would have been dark it's dark city it's dark city well, it has to be dark 
That's true. And Manuel kept like picking up everything and being like, "Is this mine? Mine? Yeah. Mine?" He seems to have an affinity for like dolls or tiny people. Okay, and people. Lucy's doll is freaking creepy. That thing's horrifying. She, she's a- like, she's like, "What did you say? Oh, you want me to kill them?" Like she's talking to it, and I'm like, "What?" I think I like the burn thing. It has a name in the. It's like a voodoo comics, doll, but I don't remember what it is. I actually thought about the voodoo doll thing too. At one point, it's so, it's the way she was holding it in one scene. I'm like, yes, what? and its hair is like. It looks weird. like Cynthia from Rugrats, or <laughs> the hair sticking up. It looks like the little baby head that Sin puts on the. Oh yeah, I vaguely recall. <laughs> so then we get the title credits, and we get a quick roll call of our titular characters here. Also, the title credits were like Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I attribute to that being it being a dub and them being lazy, but right. I would just like to state that the clairvoyance texts are in Comic Sans. My texts are not in Comic Sans. They are. It's a special font called Jinkies. <laughs> oh, you mean like you changed the font on your Android? Yeah, it's called I Jinkies. Hate that. Right? Me too. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's totally okay. <laughs> so first, there's Luke and Lucy, <laughs> originally known as Siski and Visky, also known as Spike and Susie, Willie and Wanda, Bobby Bobette. They go by many names. They, yeah, they they're an enigma. <laughs> I think we, this whole movie's an enigma with the whole. What year did it come out? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then there's oh, that's a woman. It lists her as Aunt Sybil. Uh, her hair? Party, like, party in the front and back and business on the sides. <laughs> and so she's also known as Tante Sidonia or Aunt Agatha. I called her Aunt... What? <laughs> I didn't like her hair. That's, that's nice. So up next is Ambrose. A.K.A. Lambique, a.k.a. Orville, a balding, middle-aged, fat guy with a mustache. And an alcoholism. And an alcohol problem. Yeah. Yeah. That was not subtle. (laughs) No, it really wasn't. (laughs) And last is Wilbur, a.k.a. Jethro, a.k.a. Gerald. Is he blind? I don't know. (laughs) His eyes are closed all the time. Yeah, and he's like a weirdly shaped strongman. The black mullet and a chin strap beard that looks a lot like Jughead and acts a lot like Jughead. I called him uh, from the Archie comics. Oh, okay. I called him Rocky Balboa <laughs> uh, because he's strong. No, the way he talks, I guess. The way he like holds himself and stuff. He speaks in the third person. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah Rocky doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Wilbur to me at all. No. I can see Jerome and Jethro, but not Wilbur. <laughs> he's like, Wilbur likes Missy. <laughs> yeah. He's Wilbur creepy. eats like Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did associate with him. <laughs> and then we also have featuring Professor Barnabas, Barnabas, Barnet, Professor B, Toby the Dog, <laughs> and Bronco Betty the Horse. So then it cuts to Luke and Lucy. Which, ooh, that's like Mitch and Mickey. That's going to be hard to say. Luke and Lucy. <laughs> Mitch and Mickey. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. So we cut to Luke and Lucy playing a Western video game with some more terrible dialogue. I just want to say right here, though, once this happened, I thought everything that just happened was part of the video game. Yeah. <laughs> I thought everything I, was I thought alive. maybe they were going to get transported into the video game. Me too. And, like, like it would, the worlds would merge. But no, we're supposed to believe that Texas is actually like that. It is. It is. We've been there. You've you been clearly there. haven't. <laughs> yeah, I've just lived here my whole life. Yeah. Are you sure it's Texas? Texas is a big place. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, there, yeah, there's some terrible dialogue where he calls himself Luke the Kid, and she says more like Luke the Clown. I don't get it. She's not. Him a clown. That's not witty. Yeah. It's not witty. And there wasn't there wasn't much wit in this movie <laughs> at all. No. Then they fight. I I'm gonna chalk it up first of all to just I'm gonna say it's a dubbing thing. I'm gonna say they had to translate this movie. It didn't translate well. I'm, I, I'm holding out for that. <laughs> but the voice actors should be like, "This is fucking stupid." <laughs> quit. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> quit. Let so, Billy Ray Cyrus voice all the characters. They start fighting over whose turn it is to play in the video game, and Sybil complains that neither of them are helping around the house. So we've got a likable cast of characters so far. <laughs> Everyone's arguing and complaining. And then um, she's playing the <laughs> video game while the kids are slaving away. What? Later on. Really? When, uh, yeah, when Phil Bill or Bill Bill or <laughs> Boomerang <laughs> comes around. Yeah, what was his name? Theophil? Theophil Boomerang. Oh, I called him Bill Bill Boomerang. He's got a better tang to it. Tang. Why did she keep buying all those vacuum cleaners? She hoards them. (laughs) Yeah, so speaking of, as Wilbur is delivering his mail, some dude creeps up. Uh, He offers Toby a bone, a a few bones. Toby likes the big bone. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) And he doesn't ring the doorbell, but Luke and Lucy seem to know someone's at the door anyway. They fight over who gets to answer, because all they do is fight. And he greets them in a sleazy salesman voice. And then just everyone immediately starts panicking. They start losing their <laughs> Theophil Boomerang. Not Theophil Boomerang! And it's, I they, thought I, he was going to be like a murderer or I something. know, right? They, or like child protective services or yeah. something. <laughs> They call it Ambrose, and they're gonna see a Phil Boomerang, and he's like, "Not be a Phil Boomerang." I actually thought he was gonna be um, like, uh, JP for some oh, reason. Yeah. I don't know why. So it turns out Theophil Boomerang, which is a fantastic name, by the way. I think Bill Bill's better. Theophil. He's like, he's like Boomerang. that guy on Buffy, who you know turned into maggots and like. Yeah, like he's just a sleazy salesman, and he sells vacuums. <laughs> right. I think... But also whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like he he sells things to the people that like those things. Like, because he sold the vacuums to the ant who vacuums. And then he sells whiskey Whiskey to the alcoholic. Yeah. Because... That's why he's a good salesman. And (laughs) I considered him the father from Matilda. Danny DeVito? Oh, Yeah. yeah. Or, like, we talked, like... Musical style. No, no, no. You shut your mouth. Movie. <laughs> or book. It's a, nah, musical. No, movie. Wait, have you read the book? We've got a three-way yeah. war going here. Oh, okay. my favorite book. Not okay, my favorite. so this is going to be bloody. <laughs> and that's where you excel. 
<laughs> so he wins. So he sells Aunt Sybil a vacuum, despite her having a closet full of vacuums. And meanwhile, the henchmen find out that Ranger Tom is missing, and they start freaking out. And Parasite finds out, and he isn't happy. And it looks like this isn't part of a game; it's in real life. Yes, real well, life, cartoon real life. I don't know. Like I said, this isn't very realistic. It's kind of pissed me off. <laughs> Back in suburbia, Ambrose is defending his house from Theophil Boomerang with a rifle when he comes in through the chimney anyway. <laughs> he's got a fork going on. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like huddled behind the couch. Ready. See, I feel like he, they made him an alcoholic because he fought in Nam. I wonder if in the original comics they have, like, undertones of him drinking a lot. Or if that's just in the movie or just the American dub. <laughs> okay, there's there's actually a part that I feel like they f***ed up with the dubbing. Because it's, it's kind of far ahead, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. Cause it, um, so, the rattlesnake part, they offered him water, and he took a sip, and he made a face. Who the f***? Fuck makes a face it, up water. Okay, they explain that later. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, tasted okay. weird. <laughs> we'll yeah, get yeah. To that. <laughs> I, I get... Okay, yeah. Scratch that. You can edit that shit out, actually. <laughs> or you're probably gonna leave it in because you hate me. It'll make you sound dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's well, not hard. So Wilbur notices his... Theophil's car. Okay, what kind of name is Theophil? <laughs> his cousin is Theodore. That's a normal name. His name is Theophil. I've never heard that name in my life. <laughs> But anyway, Wilbur notices his car and tosses him out of Ambrose's house, quite literally, uh, to the sea. But it's too late. He already sold Ambrose a box of whiskey. The box containing Sheriff Tom or whoever his name was in a bottle. Back at the evil base, the uh, bumbling henchmen, including Manuel, have to explain (laughs) that the case was already shipped to Boston. Uh, then Manuel starts explaining what he loves about Boston, which is what a does lot. He love about, oh, including well, Tom Brady. Wait, I did not. I missed that. <laughs> Before his partner concludes that Ranger Tom must be dead anyway. So Manuel starts crying that Tom Brady is dead. I kind of cried too. <laughs> it was sad. They built up this lovable character and they killed him off. <laughs> Tom Brady? Yeah. Exists in real life? They killed him, too? (laughs) This movie's a snuff movie now? Bullshit. Back in Boston. No, 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 no. You can't just breeze over this. A man died. A moment of silence. A moment of silence. So back in Boston. Silence! The gang takes tiny Texas Tom to Professor B, who deduces that he is, in fact, a tiny man. He literally says he's a, he seems to be a male human, but <laughs> miniature. And he starts explaining how he knows it's a male, <laughs> and it surprisingly remains G-rated. <laughs> Can we I have a question? When he shrunk, do you think everything shrunk? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Can you imagine? That would suck. Cursed. <laughs> really so, like an infinity scar. 
<laughs> so Wilbur goes off in search of food, and Ambrose starts hinting that he's a little thirsty. So they deduce Tom needs water. So meanwhile, Boomerang is being harassed, harassed, harassed <laughs> a case of whiskey, which he has already sold, of course. In the lab, they give Tom some eye drops of water, and they decide to go home because it's getting late, though it's just as sunny as it has been. <laughs> and, it, I mean, there's no way this took place over an hour or more. So, but they had an excuse, and their excuse was both... And that I just it, that was like, Boston didn't really look like Boston. I've never been. Me either. Oh, I went to Boston <laughs> with cool people. Did it look like this? I don't. Did you go meet Luke and Lucy? No. How I you... met Mindy Kaling. Oh, how's that? It was fun. So she wasn't really paying attention to what Boston looked like. Fair <laughs> 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 enough. So Wilbur is in the fridge eating, which I have a problem with. <laughs> Why is there room in the fridge for him? Why is there room in the fridge for him? There's no trays was... in the fridge. I don't know how you do Can this. We... Why did he choose to eat in the fridge? Like, get... I don't know. So is is it there's no room for him in the fridge? Or is that there is no shelves in the fridge? There's no shelves. So that means there's no food in the fridge. But he's <laughs> eating a drumstick. In the fridge where there's no food. Yeah, this doesn't fly in Boston. <laughs> Not okay. My fridge wouldn't... I couldn't fit in it. You have a mini it, fridge. Yeah, I know. It's half my size. <laughs> so they return home to find Ambrose's house burglarized. And Isn't it burgled? I don't Maybe know. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. I According love that. to the sound of that. It's burgled? <laughs> I don't know. According to this movie, they say burglarized. It's probably burglarized. But I don't know if I trust this movie. <laughs> I'm going to use the word burgled from now on. Because I love that word. Just That's just gonna... what my brothers always say, but they might be like, the like lying to me. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to use it for now on. Jesse, what? you're in the hood. Have you got burgled? I'm not in the hood currently. You're, well, you live in the hood. Have I got burgled? No. Okay. I just wanted to use that word. So, from a footprint and a note, Detective Ambrose deduces that the culprit had a leg and can write. He had he had at least one leg. At least one leg. They demand that he brings the case of whiskey to some seedy bar alone, which he decides to go because he knows that place well. But he doesn't bring the whiskey because he probably drank it all. Pre-drink. <laughs> A case of whiskey before heading to the bar. It sounds like you, Brody. Uh, it's two cases. Of spiced rum. Or tequila. So, I think my favorite part about this movie so far is how they just hint that he's a raging alcoholic. But he's <laughs> he's always like, oh, I know that place well. Uh, from reputation. And <laughs> hey, can we make a drinking game out of this for every time we they We made mention... a drinking game out of this. Did we? No one drank. <laughs> no, no, I'm... T- I'm talking about this game. I'm, I can drink right now if you let me. No. Um, no, it, every time you say whiskey, you take a shot. What Actually, if no, every, every saying time... the Dutch name for Lucy, Whiskey? Okay, wait, wait, wait. How about every time they mention booze, you take a bottle of whiskey? A bottle? Yeah. You die. A 2-6. You die. 
No, you wouldn't die. You'd die. You'd throw up, then die. <laughs> so Ambrose goes to the bar. He drinks a bit, interrogates, I believe, the sea captain he's supposed to meet there. I didn't get that scene. I know, right? <laughs> Who's he talking to? <laughs> like, it didn't seem to relate to the rest of the movie. I think the only reason they put it was to show that um, JP's got high people in high places. I guess that's it. Yeah, so he didn't bring the whiskey and can't get any info out of Mr. Sea Captain, so a bar brawl starts, which Ambrose pretty quickly resolves, pretty efficiently. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he has a drink to the other guy. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took He's the like other guy's drink. He's trying to find excuses. To yeah. drink, he's like, "Yeah, this one's for uh, my buddy. That's this one's for this guy I just beat up." <laughs> so he finds out they're looking for Bill Buster on the ship, the Seahawk. Meanwhile, Luke and Lucy are useless, and they knock out Ambrose as he comes out of the bar. <laughs> and they call him a cab, and then sneak onto the ship, looking for Bill Buster because he explained everything to them shortly before passing out. And they ask another sailor. Who answers while asleep? Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a sleeping sailor, and they're like, "Hey, where's Bill Buster?" And he says, "He answers cabin seven. cabin seven, but then he like hits his cat, and he's like, "Why'd you wake me up for that?" <laughs> Assuming the cat asked the question. It's and probably a squirrel. Cat jumps out the window. It's not a squirrel. Okay. There were no squirrels. There's probably squirrels. There were there. no squirrels. Okay. Whatever. I mean. There are squirrels in Texas. See? Not according to this movie. <laughs> but this movie's there's accurate. Vultures and there's robots. That's the Texas I know. And and uh, squirrels that people can ride. No, that's the Texas you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Texas I dream of. <laughs> a t- better Texas. No, a better world. Better tomorrow. <laughs> so... I don't even know where it was. Uh, he's in Cabin 7. Cabin and 7. And he just kicked the cat out. Yeah, so they find Cabin 7. They use a fishing rod to steal Bill Buster's gun while he's playing the same Western game they were playing, but on a PSP knockoff. I have a problem with this scene, because the hook goes under the trigger. And I was like, up. is it going to shoot? Like... <laughs> It's going to go off, isn't it? Right? I, w- I was expecting him to pop a cap in their ass, his ass. <laughs> literally. literally. Yeah, literally. But the, uh, it, the hairpin trigger didn't go. But they have an excuse for that later. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But so, it'll still go off. Yeah. So Anyways. they interrogate him. And well, they, 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 at gunpoint, which is... Yeah. These are our... Adolescent protagonist of an animated movie interrogating criminals at gunpoint. So that's interesting. Uh, he reveals he works for the moonshine distiller Jim Parasite. And then realizes that the gun they are pointing at him is his own unloaded gun. And chases them. And then he tries to shoot them. Yeah, with his own, with his own unloaded gun. <laughs> they escape by knocking him out. By basically, they knock on the door of the sleeping dude he opens the door to let the cat in and takes because the cat knocked on the door yeah <laughs> and then they run to the lab i feel like me and ambrose would uh get along ambrose what is it ambrosia oh uh, me, and Am- 
Ambrosia. Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah, because you'd be drinking buddies. We wouldn't be drinking buddies. He'd tell me a lot of war stories. <laughs> I don't think he was in the war. Why does he have a like a, a hat from the war and a, a gun? From a the hat war? from the war. Those are called helmets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes they look like those little paper hats. So the fun fact about Ambrose or Lambic is he's actually like he's the breakout character of the comic. Like he's like the comic relief of the comic, and he's what got them popular. He's like huh. this this what Spike is to Buffy. <gasps> Ambrose is to, to uh, Luke and Lucy or Spike and Susie. Did you get that feel? No. Because <laughs> I looked at him and like, that's Spike. Yeah. <laughs> He's nothing like Spike. He's everything like Spike. I see the similarities. <laughs> He's blonde. Undead. He drinks a lot. <laughs> smokes. Was in the war. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the lab, the kids are explaining everything because this movie has so far been a lot of people explaining what the audience already knows to characters who don't know it. And Ranger Tom hears Jim Parasite's name and wakes up panicking. And so Lucy introduces herself. She's Lucy, and this is her brother Luke. Huh. So, <laughs> in the original Siski and Visky. They're not siblings. Siski is an orphan, and Visky and her aunt take him in. Can you imagine if um, they made him a love interest in the original? They did in the original. Holy sh! Yeah, like, so it's it's not really like a love interest, but like you know, Visky does get jealous whenever Siski gets some female attention. Yeah, um, I noticed that. And at one point, when they're on the train, they like hug and they're about to kiss or something like that. But yeah, they, it's it's never you know they never get together. But yeah, they do. No, they don't. There's a f-ing saloon. <laughs> a f-ing saloon. <laughs> but they never you know they never get together. But yeah, it's always kind of been hinted. Apparently, I read up on these. They they fascinated me. I watched a bit of the musical. It was pretty good. Was it actually really good? It was catchy. It's like it's very you know kiddish. It's it's a, it's for kids, but it's catchy. Not gonna lie, I was kind of bored to this movie. It's not the most exciting, <laughs> but it should because there's guns and drinking <laughs> and Miss Miss Missy. Got the guns and drinking. Uh, it's. I was reading reviews saying like this movie is not acceptable for kids, and <laughs> I, there is a lot of guns and drinking. There's a character whose catchphrase is "damn, damn, 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 damn." Um. I feel like they could get away with that because it didn't quite sound like Dan, but I, I was, thought he was saying Dan at first. I did too. And then there's some or uh, like something like I, like a kind of like Dan, but not but, but some interesting jokes later. Renata, on. would you let your kids watch this? I don't know. I, I didn't like the Miss Missy dance scene. I skipped through it. <laughs> Why'd you skip through? Really, that? you watch that in slow mo? <laughs> yeah, and in reverse. What? It's hotter in reverse. Everything's hotter in reverse. <laughs> but then it sounds all garbled. <laughs> well, that's what you muted. <laughs> so, I don't care that she's animated or has black eyes. <laughs> like Soulless soul. black eyes. <laughs> yeah. I looked at her in the depths of her soul. <laughs> it's black eyes. So, nice. Tom, 
Tom uh, explains he was shrunk by Jim Parasite along with the other Texas Rangers. Some more explaining of stuff that we know. And then they all just decide to go to Texas. Does anyone decide to go to Texas? Renata's, Renata did. She's, I mean, I, was, I had no choice. I was born here. So you're saying you wouldn't decide to go to Texas? It's too hot here. Yeah, it's like a desert. No, it's not a desert. I've never <laughs> seen a desert in Texas. Are you serious? It's funny because we have I'm a, dead serious. We have I, a I, town in Canada that's like a, a few miles away that looks closer to Dark City than I imagine anything. Holy shit! Yes, that's weird. We we <laughs> accidentally stumbled across it with no gas. Yeah, we were coming back from a drive-in, no gas. Uh, we're looking through every small little town, and yeah, we found this like it looked like an old Wild West village, like a saloon town, like a one sheriff town, and it had a like Wild Westy name. And we're like, what the? <laughs> I think I saw Renata there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, also related, um, Saskatchewan actually does have a desert. Do we? But it gets yeah. cold. Oh well, yeah, it gets cold. It's Canada, but it's like it has like the sand and it's got the like the rock statue things. We have like it's... the Badlands or whatever, like where Swift Current is or whatever. I think that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. It's like it looks like a desert. There might be. There's probably a desert in Texas somewhere. Maybe I don't know. No, there's like fields. Are there cactuses there? I've never seen one in Texas. But Not even someone's definitely... like. Potted I mean, cactus? I mean, sure. Ha! Potted. And someone's pet vulture? <laughs> Never seen a vulture. That's Coming from the person that has a pet vulture. So, yeah, they decide to go to Texas, just like that. I, if some tiny, like, shrunken dude said to go to Texas, I wouldn't go to Texas. I'd probably go to Texas. Well, I mean, what's he going to do about it if I don't? What's who gonna do about what? Ranger Tom. If I decide to just not go to Texas. Well, he'll shoot you with his miniature gun. Ouch. That's that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Bill Buster tells Jim Parasite he failed, and we get another how dare you speech. And then he says something about how he's gonna be king and laughs maniacally because Jim Parasite's crazy. So the gang flies to Texas. Uh, they drive around for a bit. <laughs> fly to Texas? They fly to Texas. They drove. They flew and then they drove. What? Did they actually fly? Pretty sure they took a plane. It I don't take, yeah, they did. I remember because I was like, oh, the animation doesn't look too bad on this plane runway. <laughs> and they showed the cloud. The clouds up that. in the air. And it was nice. And then they drive. Huh. Yeah. And then they come to uh, Crossroads. <laughs> And so left is Dark City, and right is Brokeback Mountain. I didn't actually notice that. And the Brokeback Mountain sign is rainbow and has colorful things all over it. That is funny. And they deliberate for a minute, and then they go to Dark City. Which, that caught me really off guard. (laughs) She's speechless. (laughs) I mean, I don't really get it, but... The movie broke back mountain. I mean, I've heard of the movie. It's about gay people. It's about gay cowboys. But I don't get it. Like, 
why is it oh it's about cowboys yeah it's yeah, a gay cowboys it's a romance about oh, cowboys. okay got it so yeah. that's so they were was it did it take place in texas that's probably they're cowboys <laughs> they're country people right the i don't know true. never mind i don't know but wait 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 hold on that's jake gyllenhaal in it right yeah i think okay and heath ledger yeah well we don't talk about heath ledger because he's dead no because jake gyllenhaal was in it <laughs> <laughs> okay so they drive into dark city Ambrose Which is very bright. Yeah, it's never dark in Dark City. <laughs> Ambrose wants a hair dryer despite being bald, and Wilbur wants food. I feel you, Wilbur. <laughs> and they drive to the sheriff's office. Meanwhile, Doctor Barnett Bar B Doctor Buffy is trying an antidote on Ranger Tom as Bill Buster attempts to break in. Toby scares him off. And Ranger Tom starts growing vines or something out of his head, like like the like video vines. Yeah, like seven... those cute little flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I was just thinking like just now that this guy could have made like a king, like he could be a millionaire for with... making human chia pets. Because <laughs> 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 like now we can like forest the non-forested places on Earth. With people. No, with these <laughs> drops that they make that make trees. Of people. <laughs> Son of a... You know, I want vines. And if you pour it on human, human-sized human people, it'll grow even more stuff. Yeah. Miniature. And what's more metal than that? <laughs> I would have a 9-to-5 job as a tree. <laughs> right? <laughs> They didn't show them getting rid of the vines on his head. No, they just, no. like after a while they went away. Did he shear them off? Oh, uh, he probably had to pluck them. That would hurt. <laughs> so the gang puts on Texas Ranger outfits. Meanwhile, that they just stole. No, they had no one's permission. <laughs> but Wilbur is eating a delicious-looking hamburger. Oh my god! But they. Run into Ranger Tom's horse Betty, uh, Bronco hold, Betty. Hold on, what'd you say? What they run? They run. They ran. They run. They ran. They fine. <laughs> I, you can speak in either the present or the past. I, yeah. I, you, I don't think you realize. I said they drive into Dark City. That the whole fucking thing is in present tense. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they run into Ranger Tom's horse Betty and reassure her that everything will be fine. Now Betty, I don't know something about her and like getting too close to Ambrose f- for my liking <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Do you notice that um, Wilbur is bustier than Aunt Betty? Wilbur is like his... you mean it, Sybil. Yeah. Is it Sybil? It's Aunt Sybil, yeah. Betty's a horse. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> but she's got a mane. But Wilbur has like his torso is like an upside down triangle. Like it's just it's unnatural. It doesn't even look muscly, it looks unnatural. And That's what I look like. <laughs> So Luke and Lucy wander around town, and they walk into a shop owned by Theodore Boomerang, Theophil's somehow identical cousin. 
That's how cousins work. Isn't, like, on Breaking Bad, they have those cousins? They have those cousins that are, like, they look exactly alike? I think maybe it's, like, a situation in which identical twins married identical twins and then had kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, Well, I have a question. Okay, so a lot of cartoons, the kids are always living with, like, their aunt or their grandma. Oh, they're both orphans. (laughs) But... What? But like in even in other cartoons, where the f- are the parents? They're, they're all probably dead. Yeah. Well, maybe you know Lucy's parents are dead, so she lives with her aunt, her only surviving relative, and Luke's just got no relatives left, so he lives with Lucy and her aunt. Because all his all his relatives are water babies. Yeah, everyone's dead. They're from Dark City. Population's low. They should like have a backstory on this. I'm sure they do. Why is it not in the movie? Because no one cares. I care. So they are in Theodore Boomerang's shop, and they just they just start asking too many questions. <laughs> he he starts he just closes up shop, just there, kicks them out in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, they they got too nosy. I, I half expected a like, don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong, kid. Like a <laughs> and. So, Ambrose and Wilbur are, meanwhile, talking to the sleazy sheriff, who's also voiced by Billy Ray Cyrus. Ooh, the villain and the sheriff are voiced by the same person. What could that possibly mean? I did not know that, though. (laughs) And he claims that everything's under control. There's nothing bad going on in Dark City. Just, you know, it's just nothing. You know, nothing bad ever happens in Dark City. Nothing. Ever. That's why all the sheriffs are gone. Or all the... Rangers are gone. Hey, that happened outside of Dark City, okay? <laughs> in the Dark City mine. <laughs> we don't talk about the mines. <laughs> no. So, an old-timey bar brawl breaks out at the local saloon, so Aunt Sybil decides to go tell them what for. And th- as they enter the bar, the brawl almost immediately stops when a lounge singer starts singing... An entire song. A An entire song. Yeah, it's the musical. <laughs> it was not necessary. And I'm really uncomfortable. Was the song good? It wasn't bad. But I'm uncomfortable that they tried to make a Tintin character look sexy. I Can we, hated like, it. Why, why, why did you skip it, Renata? Because I just, it just like makes me so, it, okay. What's that movie with Jessica Rabbit? Oh, uh, Roger Rabbit. It, was, yeah. it was like the exact same, you know, red sparkly dress. Yeah, or that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. And also trying to make that cartoon character so like sexualized is so creepy to me. I just hate it so much. And one thing that I thought that was a little weird is you know, she's brushing up on Ambrose and Wilbur and they're going all googly eyed. And but and Aunt Sybil and Lucy are looking all disapproving, but then she strokes Lucy's chin, and, and she, Lucy like kind of falls for her a second, and then like goes back to her stern, disapproving look. Like, There's something there. They should explore some of Lucy's feelings. Maybe no, no, no. Stop, stop. Maybe stop when there. she's not eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't go there. Hey, what was it? The Water Lilies or whatever that French movie? It's progressive. It was like a coming-of-age, discovering-your-sexuality movie. It was a good movie. It was a little weird, but... Made me a little comfortable. A little comfortable? No, uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But it was a good movie. It was sweet. 
It was something. Some... I'm kidding. It was pretty good. And so... so I'd give it a yes. So anyway, the gang introduces themselves as the new Texas Rangers. And in order to prove their worth, uh, the criminals challenge them to a showdown via snake. So apparently what they have to do is put their hands on a table. There's a rattlesnake there. First person to pussy out loses. Hey, can't swear. What? What? You've been swearing the whole time. Well, I'm allowed to swear. (laughs) And so... Um, Are there rattlesnakes in Texas, like, actually? Yeah, there, I believe there are. Texas rattlesnake. That's a saying. That's Stone Cold's nickname. <laughs> Stone Cold so Steve Austin. There has to be a desert there somewhere. <laughs> His blood is venom. So, so basically what, has, what happens is Ambrose has to... Do, he has to do the showdown with one of the other criminals... One of the criminals, rather. Uh, Manuel offers them both a glass of water. And he drinks it, and they have to sit there until the rattlesnake attacks one of them. But what if it bit someone else? <laughs> that's why it's not a very good... <laughs> that's why you got Miss Missy with a whip. Yeah, and so <laughs> Miss Missy, who is <laughs> our lounge singer, whips the rattlesnake and points out that he was cheating because they put some sort of potion as she says on his cup that attracts rattlesnakes i feel like that's a thing though i feel like that's real and that's why the water tasted weird brody (laughs) i'm scoffing if you didn't notice (laughs) and then the bar brawl breaks out again and so wilbur carries miss missy outside and makes sure she's comfortable and has a drink and a lounge doesn't ambrose (laughs) Doesn't he start the brawl? He like looks around and flips the table. Yeah, <laughs> he's the sh- he's the Texas Ranger. He is. In Why fact. doesn't he just shoot them? I guess he could, but it's a kids' movie. Yeah, but when I was a Texas Ranger, I shot everybody. <laughs> Innocence. <laughs> so, so back in the lab. The professor is still trying to restore Tom. Same side effect. It's basically the same scene, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, except it's grass instead of flowers. Yeah, and the dog gets rid of Bill by peeing on him from a oh, higher branch. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> but yeah, it's essentially the same thing. He tries to restore Tom, fails, plants sprout from his head. Bill tries to stop it, gets foiled by the dog. I just want to say the part where I'd be so pissed off Ah, if a dog peed ah, on me. <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, go. I'm already gone. <laughs> so the gang isn't making any progress in investigating Jim Parasite. And they ask the lounge singer, Miss Missy, who Aunt Sybil isn't terribly fond of. And she's like, why would I know? And they get in a fight. And so Miss Missy wants to be walked back to her t- hotel room. Hotel room? Hotel room. <laughs> her hotel room. Uh, and Aunt it's like a like, hotel, oh. but in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, hotel. She wants to be back, walked back to her hotel room, and Aunt Sybil doesn't trust her, but Ambrose and the other guy, Wilbur, are fighting over who gets to do it. Meanwhile, Luke is already there, already on the case. That lucky guy. And then, 
I wrote JP Wilbur, but I don't remember why. <laughs> Did you think that Wilbur was JP? That was it, actually. Because he does have the build. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, the person... Because at this point, it's all, who is Jim Parasite? <laughs> the person closest in build to Jim Parasite is Wilbur. I think it's also in your notes because they said, hey, let's figure out who looks the closest to Jim Parasite. And the answer is Wilbur looks the closest <laughs> to Jim Parasite. Which would make no sense, but it would be a hilarious twist. Because this is like a long-standing comic book character since like the 30s or whatever. I was starting to believe it, actually. So, I, I kind of thought that it was Missy. <laughs> I did too. They're like um, Once they found the guns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did it ever explain why she had the guns? Yeah, because yeah. she's a secret agent. Oh. That you know just... what? I actually like got up to check my phone really quickly, and I totally missed that. And my, my, I came back, and my sister was like, she's an FBI agent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they just kind of pulled that out of there. Yeah, well, I kind of expected uh, the whole time, like, oh, they're going to think it's her, it's going to be the sheriff, and she's an FBI agent. Because it's like... Oh, don't play that card. It's It's such a, like... It's such you a common twist. You didn't see that coming. I did too. Scooby that was M. Night Shyamalan right there. Scooby-Doo Zombie Island pulled the exact same <laughs> with the gardener being an agent. Was yeah. he an agent? Yeah. I thought he was just a cool dude. <laughs> it's always like there's someone real suspicious and then it ends up being the person with the same voice actor as the villain <laughs> and the suspicious person was a secret agent all along. <laughs> It's called a red herring. It is. Good job. Thank you. I learned that from the series of Unfortunate Events. So as Luke and Lucy are walking back, they notice the town suddenly goes silent, which isn't a good sign. Then Jim Parasite shows up and gives them one last warning by somehow shooting JP into their hats. Without harming the kids. <laughs> That's impressive. That's some good gun work. Can we I have a question? Okay, I thought maybe this was a reference to a movie, but I'm like, no, it's not intelligent enough. But after you brought the the reference to the Brokeback Mountain, I'm wondering maybe is it a reference to uh, one of the, I think it's a few dollars more, because there's a part where, what's his face? Um, the man with no name. Yeah, the, I guess, yeah, the man with, I was just going to say Clint <laughs> Eastwood. Um where him and the other bounty dude, bounty collector was there, and then the guy shot his hat up in the air and kept shooting up in the air. Could be a reference to that. Could be a reference. I think that's what happened. I don't know. I didn't see that one. (laughs) But yeah, no, he kept shooting the hat out of the way, and then I think he shot off his head, and then, yeah, I don't Something like that. Could have been a reference. We'll never know. Well, let's contact these people. That's not. Why? I want a number two. Lucky and Lucy too. Luke and Lucy. What? What? And no. <laughs> I'm sure this isn't their first movie. Everyone rushes to help, but Parasite is already gone. So Ambrose and Wilbur split up to look for him. Luke and Lucy go to warn the sheriff, and he just kind of laments that he's useless. Which he is. He's right. But... It's weird, it's like, how'd you know it was Jim Parasite? And he's like, because it's always Jim Parasite. There is literally, like, an entire wall of wanted posters behind him. (laughs) And none of them are Jim Parasite. And he says nothing happens in Dark City. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. But while combing the town, Ambrose and Wilbur somehow 
by coincidence, both end up at Miss Missy's room with a dozen roses each. Who do you think it is It looked Jim more like Parasite? two dozen. Yeah, that was a lot of roses. What was that, Brody? Uh, I was just asking you, who do you think was Jim Parasite? We'll get there. <laughs> no, no, I'm asking you right now before we get to there. Who did I think? I, I no, suspect... who do you think? I know who it is. It's the sheriff, and I suspected the sheriff all Hey, don't f***ing spoil it. We already spoiled it. Did we? We did. Oh. <laughs> also, I didn't know who it was. I didn't either. I did. Well, I thought it was... I guess... I mean, I recognized some awful Billy Ray Cyrus voice acting, and... <laughs> I didn't notice, actually, who he was. The only people I thought was Ms. Missy, and I actually convinced myself it was Wilbur at one point. <laughs> Good job. Wilbur, who was in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim Paris, I've got tunnels everywhere. To Boston? <laughs> I didn't like even a... think that Jim Parasite was, like, a different person. I just thought, yeah, he's a metal man. <laughs> at, at first, I didn't. And then as soon as we met the sheriff, I'm like, that's Jim Parasite. <laughs> Just because, like, why would they get the same voice actor? <laughs> because they, they were like, we, we've got Billy Ray Cyrus and we're going to use him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Aunt Sybil is there instead of Miss Missy. Because she doesn't trust Miss Missy. And Wait, so she I'm... breaks into her hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What a and, little, uh, and she eh. shows Miss Missy's closet full of guns. And then Miss Missy comes out of the... That's just a garbage name to say repeatedly. Miss Missy? <laughs> she comes out of the bathroom in bathrobes and shoes are run out. Can we call her Floozy for now on? If you want. No, I mean all of us. No. Okay. <laughs> Only the... Um, wait, do you, do you think Billy Ray Cyrus is aware he voiced this movie? Um, I think he's trying to keep it hush-hush. <laughs> it's not on IMDb. This movie broke his achy-breaky heart. <laughs> yeah, it's... He, uh... I don't think he wants anything to do with it. And then they put his <laughs> name bigger than the title on the cover, and he's like, God damn it. God damn it, Miley. <laughs> he needs the money he's talking. He's always talking to his daughter, too. God damn it, Miley. <laughs> That's why I didn't recognize his voice. I was like, he's he not Miley saying Miley. Once. <laughs> yeah. He said at one point that, like... They asked him about Miley Cyrus, uh, or like, uh, not about Miley, about when he's doing Hannah Montana, and he said, like, it ruined his life, and he would take the whole show back in a second if he could. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he's the dad on his <laughs> kids sitcom. Hey! Hey, don't <laughs> hey me. It don't was, hey me. But he's it was also, entertainment. But he was also the singer for really sh- country song yeah though that was the peak of his career <laughs> i mean hannah montana is the only way i know about him <laughs> I, yeah well wow <laughs> I, the thing i like about hannah montana is now we have miley as who she is today <laughs> because yeah montana a, a talented broke her spirit she's like a perfect child star <laughs> if you say so she didn't wash up. <laughs> she did. She did in a very rich way. I don't know what the f- I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to back her up. <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. So where were we? Oh yes. Uh, 
Miss Missy. She was in a bathroom. Yeah, Miss Missy goes out of the bathroom in bathrobes and shoes everyone out, only to secretly reveal that she was fully dressed all along and had snuck in through the window. Ooh. Where'd she get that ladder, though? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, did <laughs> she sneak That's so in? suspicious that she just has a ladder up to her window. At a hotel. It's, it's not her house. It's a hotel. Yeah. It's a fire exit. It's not. No, it's not. It's just a ladder. <laughs> and so Luke and Lucy realize that someone in the town must be JP. So they go to Boomerang's shop, and he tries to sell them some new hats. I love this part. And then they just decide to buy whiskey underage. Yeah. yeah. It's, he's, like, it's no big deal. Also, he buys 10 cases of whiskey for a party. Like It's like that scene, oh, you haven't seen in The Office, but whenever Michael Scott goes to like a liquor store to get... Um, Wait, the like, American office or the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, and he goes and he's like, he ha- he's like, is this enough uh, vodka to get 20 people plastered? And then the, the guy's like, 15 bottles of vodka? Yeah, that should do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get 10 cases. There's like... How many bottles would you say? Yeah, there were at least six. There were at least yeah. six in a case. I would say it's probably like a dozen a case. And those are like, just straight up, like, big bottles, too. Yeah, they were like wine bottles. <laughs> yeah. Bigger. And... <laughs> but he's like, okay, kids want to buy ten cases of whiskey. I mean, okay. I want to live in this town. Well, not now anymore because now I'm dr- legal drinking age. But I mean, wait, it's dope. eighteen in Canada, right? I don't. I think it's it's eighteen or nineteen, depending on where you go. But we're twenty three anyway. Yeah, I'm but 19. it's ni- it's it's nineteen here, and I don't even drink. I used <laughs> I used to drink, and I kept drinking. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so they buy all the vodka. Yeah, they buy. Oh, they buy more whiskey. than they add. Vodka. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. They buy all the whiskey because then the he has moonshine. to go to the plant to get more. Now we're in Russia, and this is also like straight moonshine too. They say it's moonshine, so that's like moonshine. Something different, isn't it? Yeah, it's whiskey. It's corn whiskey. Is it? Yeah. They call it like moonshine. Whiskey moonshine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, that would... So that means it's redundant. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If that's what moonshine... I'm looking moonshine at. Moonshine is whiskey made out of corn, and apparently it's real strong, and it used to be banned. Isn't it still banned? I don't know. Duke's a hazard. <laughs> moonshine is also considered white lightning, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. Hooch... Homebrew and white whiskey are terms to describe high-proof distilled spirits that are generally produced illicitly. I see. So I guess it's just homemade whiskey. I think that's why it was illegal, because you couldn't get alcohol, and I feel like that would be the easiest one to make. Yeah. I don't know. So they steal whiskey, and they decide... He because they decide to buy ten cases because Jim or because Boomerang Theodore doesn't have ten cases, so he's gonna have to go to Parasite to get some more. And they sneak in his truck and trail him. So Parasite doesn't trust Boomerang because he's ordering ten cases of the whiskey and ties him up, questioning why he might need ten cases and who he's working for and all that. Luke and Lucy try to listen in, but 
Manuel <laughs> captures them. So this didn't. I don't understand this part though, because uh, Jim Parasite is clearly the supplier. Yeah. So he's going to the supplier to get whiskey. Yeah. And they tie him and be like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> well, they, but they you know they know that one of the sheriffs shrunk or one of the rangers shrunk and went into a bottle of whiskey new some new people show up in town and all of a sudden this guy is looking for 10 cases of whiskey that's suspicious i guess i guess uh, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and i i feel like though like this um concoction though that jim parasite has that like shrinks people I feel like he could, like, make a living off of the deep web. Shrinking people. No, no, like, selling shrunk people. <laughs> if you say so. So, yeah, Manuel captures him. And Lucy offers her doll for in exchange for his handgun. Because he's a really... creepy, creepy doll. He's really excited by dolls and doll-like things, I guess. And so they turn the gun on him and they get the jig up on him. And uh, free Parasite in escape in a good old western horse chase. So, like so what, what well, did we learn from this movie? I learned that kids can handle the guns real well. <laughs> <laughs> and that he, Manuel cannot because he was like he was ready to shoot. He had no, like, gun etiquette there. Like, his hand was on the trigger. Like, yeah, well... No form. They already saw his face. <laughs> but, yeah, they get in a good old... It's like one of those old-fashioned western horse chases. There's a train, there's bridges, there's dynamite, there's everything. It's... The whole scene is useless, so I'm not going to go in detail. But... <laughs> but it's, yeah, one of those, you know, every Western needs one. And then the train is going to go over to the bridge, which they exploded. But good old Wilbur stops the train with brute strength, which is a horrifying thought. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Like, why? He's he's not extra strong. brick wall. Unrealistic. He's, that's, like, he, ooh, I want him in my corner. He's strong. <laughs> So at the office, Aunt Sybil is scolding Boomerang for dealing with criminals when Jim Parasite calls and Ambrose answers the phone and agrees to duel with him <laughs> despite being a terrible shot just because he thinks it's fitting because he's the leader, self-proclaimed leader. So then we get... You know, this shot of Ambrose walking out to the duel spot with the Rangers, and it's all whistly and Texasy. Because we all whistle in Texas. Go on. You no, know, you don't whistle. There's just whistling playing. Whistling winds. Yeah, like the wind's always like. Uh, I would right. not handle well in Texas if everybody whistled. <laughs> what if they all. Wait. That means you guys don't, t you don't speak and whistle? It's like Morse code. <laughs> That'd be an interesting podcast. <laughs> Texas Times. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're walking. Everyone's hiding. 
Miss Missy goes into hiding. She like sneaks off, which is suspicious. But the, and everyone's walking to the spot, and then they have a matrix duel. They're fighting in the square. Oh, that pissed me off. <laughs> I have, oh my two bullets fly at Ambrose. He does the neo and bullets fly past him in slow motion. How many? I wonder how many uh, movie references that we missed. Yeah, considering we, we we only caught a few, but it feels like it's probably a lot more. Like, and like for instance, the Brokeback Mountain one wasn't exactly blunt. Wasn't blunt. It was. You mean subtle. subtle? You mean it wasn't subtle? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, wait. How is it subtle? It zoomed in on it for There's like a sign 10 seconds. That's in Brokeback Mountain. It, zo- it did not zoom in on it. It was oh, totally it like did. focused <laughs> on the sign. Did it? Well, 100%. I don't remember that. Pay attention. I was paying attention. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my glasses on. That's bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, then the rest of the good guy gang takes out the rest of the bad guy gang. Like it's like a it's almost montage style, where each person takes out their own little bunch of criminals in their own way, including Bronco Betty. Good for her. And Bron- during, oh. during the commotion, Wilbur follows Parasite and watches him enter Missy's room. So he follows him in there, and he gets captured and shrunk. He gets shrunk and captured. Yeah, that too. <laughs> good for him I thought he was big and strong yeah now he's small and, and strong proportionately strong <laughs> he's Ant-Man no because Ant-Man retains his strength this movie is the better Ant-Man if you say so I know so so the gang finds the sheriff in prison and rescues him and they throw Parasite's gang in prison instead Miss Missy then informs them of a note that she just found that says Wilbur has been catch, captured and the only way to get him back is to leave. And for once, Aunt Sybil agrees with Miss Missy that they should just get out of town. So that's why they leave? I and actually miss that Leave spot. Wilbur there. <laughs> I, I missed that part, actually. I don't know why or what I was... I think I spaced out. Yeah, they just, they just leave Wilbur. Well, I I got that they were leaving, I just couldn't remember why. So Miss Missy sees them off, but Lucy is suspicious. The sheriff promises he'll return Wilbur as soon as he catches Parasite. And Theodore isn't too happy to see paying customers leaving, but they say there's something he can do. So in the evil lair, Parasite tells Wilbur that he's all alone. Holy sh**, this movie's a CGI animated. What? What? (laughs) What? 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the Wikipedia it says it's a CGI animated Western. Yeah. Yes. They could have made it look like real people. What are you talking about? That means <laughs> that means it's computer generated images. I know. But like CGI, like you know movies where they CGI shit. Yeah. It could have made it look so much realer. It would have taken a lot of money. That wasn't what they were going for. I'd rather real squirrels. There are no squirrels. 
<laughs> you need to calm down. In the, in the evil lair, Parasite tells Wilbur he's all alone and has no friends. And he exposits a bit about his own backstory, but like being young and teased or friendless or something. And then he shows him footage on his big screens of the gang leaving, just leaving without him. But it turns out to be actually Theodore leaving with a bunch of dummies that look like them, which I don't know how they made or got. And how did he get back? He drove back. But Also, was... we don't care about Theodore. <laughs> We're okay if he leaves. Yeah. So the professor, meanwhile, is still trying to untring Tom. Oh, hey, he exists still. And Toby, the dog, is reading Lassie magazine, which feels suggestive somehow like, like playboy yeah like a dog playboy i actually i actually didn't notice that where like the pages unfolded too you couldn't see the pages you just saw the cover and it was oh. lassie magazine and like something about this feels wrong to me i feel because like it's a dog reading a dog magazine and i feel like it's a pun on the word lassie i don't think so i think it's just the dog lassie Oh, but like, but like, it has but like a, a double entendre on the cover. But like a double entendre, though, right? Maybe. Like, you like think the Dutch are that smart? <laughs> well, yeah, they made this movie. So, the doc tries again, and Bill, meanwhile, who's such a useless villain, this whole arc, this whole story with the professor and Tom and Bill is useless, useless. But Bill throws some dynamite in the lab, and Toby promptly returns it to him and blows him up, which is messed up. So I don't know if we ever see him again. But his limbs did didn't he just come die. <laughs> so this time, however, Professor Barnabas succeeds. Third time's the charm, and Tom is restored to normal human size. So, so Bronco Betty is all sad. And That's a terrible name, too, by the way. I mean, it's okay because it's a horse, but if there was, like, a human named Bronco Betty... (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised in this movie. Yeah, no, I mean, they have Theophil Boomerang. (laughs) And Miss Missy. Miss Missy. And Jim Paris. Some great names. Bronco Betty is, like, pretty normal in comparison. I'm going to name my firstborn child Bronco Betty. Bronco Brody. Bronco... Oh, that's a good name. So, for now on, you refer to me as Bronco. I'm Brody. not referring to you as Bronco Brody. Why not? I'm not. What about Stallion Brody? <laughs> no. No. So she's all sad in her stall. The gang sneaks out of their hiding spot in Dark City, and Betty's glad to see the gang. Mostly Ambrose, because they have a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> the gang sees Miss Missy sneaking from her window and follow her, while the prof and Tom helicopter to Dark City. In this weird-looking helicopter. It's not a normal helicopter. It's like a this... Oscar Mayer Wiener like, <laughs> yeah. helicopter. It's like the yeah hot dog mobile. Hot dog cop. <laughs> the dog copter. The Wiener mobile. Wiener, wiener copter. So... <laughs> The gang notices that JP's gang has been led out of prison and continue following Missy, finding a secret passage into the mines. Luke 
finds a passage within the mines and tries to get the gang's attention, but they won't listen to him. And Aunt Sybil confronts Miss Missy in the room with all the shrunken Texas Rangers and Wilbur and starts yelling at her. And then Jim, Parasite, and the gang show up. Whoops. (laughs) Hey, what do you think Jim Parasite wants to do with all these shrunken rangers? He just wants them to be smaller than him. But you don't think he like wants to play with them? And well, like... he's a short dude. Maybe he's got a Napoleon complex. Ew. That's was that supposed to be gross? No. Okay, I was. Trying... <laughs> 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 so the Napoleon complex, which refers to Napoleon, who apparently wasn't even short. He was short in French inches, but no. not if you tra- if you. Uh convert it to modern it's not that short yeah it says he was five foot two or so they believed now they suggest he's actually five foot six which was taller than the average frenchman at the time really yeah but so so maybe he has my complex so the (laughs) bullion complex is characterized by an overly aggressive or domineering social behavior carries the implication that such behavior is compensatory for the subject's stature so compensating for your height for your lack of height does that's, that work with, like, people with small buying big cars? <laughs> that's essentially the same thing. <laughs> okay. So that's the, what they suggest this guy has, I assume. Because he's short, and he talks about being teased all the time, and now he's trying to make everyone short. And that's a stupid reason. <laughs> and so, yeah, we find out that he is the sheriff. And Luke explains the passage he found was under the prison... That's how he freed, that's how Jim Parasite freed his gang and pretended to be locked up when he was locked up as the sheriff earlier and all that fun stuff. He reveals his plan to shrink the entire world with a rocket. by filling a rocket with shrinking powder. <laughs> he then drops his ball of shrinking powder and manages to shrink everyone there, including himself. Well, they trip him. Like an idiot. Yeah, Sybil <laughs> trips him. Why do you think that's a good idea? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now everyone's shrunken. But it did make things harder for him. Yeah, it made things harder for everyone, because now they're all tiny. Are you saying you don't want to be tiny? I am tiny. Oh, so you don't want to be abnormally tiny? I am abnormally tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Eat this cupcake. So Missy uses her apparent kung fu skills to fight baddies as Luke and Lucy free Wilbur... And Missy reveals she's an undercover agent, because of course she is. <laughs> Should have saw that coming a mile away. I did. Oh. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You actually thought she was an undercover I agent. I was positive. It's Out of everything. This is such a common trope, Brody. But, but not, not <laughs> FBI. Under, it's undercover agent, always. It's always an undercover agent. She could have been a pirate. It's, what? what? It's always undercover agent. Every damn time. Well, what about this time? Yes, in fact, it was. Okay. So as the good guys round up the criminals, Luke and Lucy sneak into the rocket chamber and see the sheriff climbing onto the controls. He's about to blast the rocket, and Luke and Lucy are trying to stop him. Meanwhile, Aunt Sybil is trying to enter the rocket chamber, but doesn't know the code because someone wasn't paying attention earlier in the movie. (laughs) It's 5464. 5464. Oh yeah, that's your pin number. No, it's not. But you said it was. 
says Tom and the professor show up via helicopter. The rocket blasts off. The miniature good guys show up with an even smaller sheriff, which they give to <laughs> Manuel as a present. And I'm not sure what happened here. Did I miss something? I mean, they had to figure out the password by uh, Missy had to be like, whoever gives me the password gets a kiss. Yeah. And then everyone's like, it's King. And then they get in and stop the sheriff from launching it by closing the door. And then well, it blows it, up. It still right? launched. It just It's still launched. It just hit the roof and like yeah. blew up. Which honestly, whenever like there's a movie that has a like a missile launching, I've always wanted to see it hit the roof. <laughs> well, this is wish fulfillment for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like this and the train scene were like my two favorite scenes. But then Luke and Lucy are appointed honorary Texas Rangers for life. Everyone's normal sized. And I think I missed something. I, I think I missed that, too. I guess the it's, professor it's, just... I guess we're supposed to assume the professor fixed everyone, but we don't see it. It just yeah. all of a sudden, everyone's back to normal. And what? I was like, did I miss something? I'm not going back to check. I don't care that much. Holy shit. If I was the professor, I'd keep him in the bottles and then give him the, sh- the growing stuff. That's messed up. That's not messed up. Classic break. Bonsai Rangers. So apparently, yeah, the professor must have unshrunk everyone, I guess. Um, Ambrose is a little sad because he can't find Bronco Betty. She didn't come and wish him a sloppy goodbye. (laughs) And so then Missy shows up and Wilbur and Ambrose immediately start hitting on her. And she tells them she's engaged to Tom. And... Do you think everything shrunk back? Shrunk back? I mean, <laughs> do you think everything grew back? On Tom? Yeah. <laughs> I have that, no that idea. That suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wonder how long Missy was staying there undercover if you know she's engaged to Tom. But, like, she clearly wasn't doing her job very well. She got too close. (laughs) Because, like, if she was supposed to take down the sheriff, she was doing a terrible job for however long she was there that it took her to get engaged to Ranger Tom. Well, (laughs) what about, what if, um, she was the Dark City FBI agent? The only one. (laughs) Dark City FBI. No, she's on loan from Brokeback Mountain. She's what? She's on loan from Brokeback Mountain. What's that? On loan. Oh my gosh. On loan. On, like, they lent her. Oh. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so. It's late. <laughs> so they're flying away in their helicopter, and they're arguing about purchases, because apparently Ambrose managed to sell... Aunt Sybil of Vacuum. And also... You mean Theodore? Theodore. Yeah, they're all old-timey names. (laughs) Theodore sold Aunt Sybil of Vacuum. And Ambrose, another case of cough medicine. What? And then... uh, Cough medicine? As he says... Another... What happened to the whiskey? Oh, that guy got (laughs) problems. He's not drinking cough syrup? 
<laughs> That's time I saw that happen. Someone went crazy. <laughs> so, and then they find out Betty somehow made her way onto their helicopter. And so they have a horse now, I guess. And well, they're in Texas. Well, they're not going to. They're going back to Boston. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to take back a horse. To Boston? Yeah, and also, that was totally Ranger Tom's horse, too. <laughs> they just kidnapped a horse. <laughs> and then, of course, the trademark ending of the comics is Visky winks at the, the, the reader of the panel. Oh, that was so creepy. So Lucy winks at the camera. And though I knew it was like how the comics ended, it was really creepy. <laughs> L- Lucy in general is just like creepy. Her, her doll. <laughs> She, yeah, there's something wrong with her. Orphans, I tell you. Hey! Anyone ra- someone raised by Aunt Sybil? I mean, of course they're going to... Exactly! You don't, would you trust anyone raised by Aunt Sybil? I hate Aunt Sybil, and I don't trust her alone. <laughs> she probably stole some of that shrinking powder. For what? Nefarious purposes. No, to shrink, um... To shrink, uh, Ambrose. Don't even elaborate because <laughs> i don't want to know where you're going with this and i know you have a pretty creative mind when it comes to this sh- <laughs> thing's gonna be dirty <laughs> it is now though <laughs> oh and then we get the end credits and there's some animation over the end credits but i did not care enough to watch it I don't know oh there was i didn't watch it either i watched half of it it was I... a musical it was, oh. it was a music video Oh, well, I did. And it had people singing in it. As music videos do. No, like, it it, it was like, um, you know, um, the like Tarzan a, movie? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, the Disney ones, like the Elton John, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, or, like, the, like, the like uh, Phil the Collins. From, yeah, Phil Collins, like Where that. Where they have, like, they show him singing, and they show clips from the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, Just like, that. cheap rip-off music videos. Yeah. <laughs> Just but, to promote the movie. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't watch it then. There, there. Um, the song's pretty sh. There's a note that she hit that's fucking awesome. That's about it. Good to know. Okay, so the first thing is the MVP of the movie, so the the star of the show. So. Renata, in your opinion, who who killed it in this movie, whether it's character or actor or director? Oh my gosh. Um I can't think of Don't say I Billy mean, Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I can't think of a character that I liked <laughs> at all. I mean, I guess Luke wasn't like super offensively bad. Renata has a crush um, on Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams of a sweet orphan boy coming from Boston to sweep her off her feet. Yeah. Um, I, no, just I, all, the, all the other characters were creepy and weird, and I didn't like them. She I wants like, to point a gun at her. and I feel like Luke's the kind of kid where, you'd like, when you're making out with him and you look, like, you open your eyes, he's staring right at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got troubles, too. They're all, they're all from the land of broken toys. It's like, why isn't his lips moving? Oh, He's looking right at me. <laughs> okay, so Luke, bro, who do you think was the MVP of the movie? Do you have to ask me? Is it Miss Missy? No, it's <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, are you kidding me? 
I'm not. He you are. Him. You didn't even know who he played. <laughs> so you can't tell me that. <laughs> he just happened to be my favorite character. Okay. <laughs> no, it's Miss Missy. Yeah, I figured. Um, I gotta say that I feel I'm feeling Wilbur. I I like what he's got going on there. I don't like his weird white caterpillar on his neck <laughs> that doesn't match his mullet. Right, that creeped me out. <laughs> but um, you know, he's, I don't like how he speaks in the third person. I see that's I'm feeling that Jesse's <laughs> Jesse the clairvoyant is feeling that, <laughs> and um, he eats a lot, and I eat a lot, and he's. I don't know. He's a good guy. He's a hero. He's a goddamn hero. With superpowers, He's apparently. Super strength. Super strength. Uh, hey, Clairvoy, what's your favorite food? Ooh. We spent $70 at Red Lobster yesterday. <laughs> so is that Red Lobster? Maybe. Lobster. I like lobster. But do- I can't answer that. Okay, go on. So much food. I like food. <laughs> Food is my favorite food. <laughs> as long as it's edible. And now this movie didn't have a whole lot of memorable ones. But, Renata, what would you say is your favorite quote from this movie? Oh, I, I feel like I had a, like uh, something that I thought was... Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let me think about it. I don't know. Uh... We'll give you an hour and a half to rewatch it if you want. <laughs> oh, please no. That'd... <laughs> what um... if you won <laughs> this round too? <laughs> I'd be like, uh, send it to the someone else. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I I don't have an answer. Okay, no favorite quote. The dialogue is garbage. Brody. It was. What is your favorite quote? For me, Rick? What? That's oh, my quote. That's my me? quote. For me, Rick? I don't know. That's the <laughs> only thing that's like, this guy is... Yeah, okay. What for me, just... Rick. For me? When he... yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> and then, and then, oh, I actually kind And well reminded like me this. a lot of you. Yeah, I... Yeah, I... Uh, I I actually really liked that when he blew his nose and he gave it back to him. He's like, for you. <laughs> no, 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 you keep it. For you. <laughs> so Manuel is a character. No, no, for me, Rick. Only. Okay. I also liked, I liked personally, the, the just, they were like in succession too, but there's awful bits of dialogue of, uh, there's Jim Parasite explaining his evil plan, saying, you know, soon you won't be the only people shrunk. You want to know why? Because everyone's going to be shrunk. Wow. Good. And also the terrible, this the sick burn, acidic really, when Luke the kid, more like Luke the clown. Like that, she spits some like, super wow, hot okay. fire there. Sassy. All right. You too. You too. You too. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to say it now. I'm kidding. Okay, so, um, who would you recommend this movie to? My enemy? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your enemy? 
after I said that, I realized I don't really have any enemies. So yourself? Yeah, my, my own worst enemy. So you want to watch it again? No, I can please, this. no. I can we can make this happen. This. <laughs> yeah. I own several copies. <laughs> also, this movie came, uh, for all you eager listeners out there, this movie came with a DVD and a digital copy download. So. I didn't see a digital copy in there, though. Oh, well, it said it did. On the case. <laughs> Wait, but if, if it came with a digital download, then why did you buy it? Because I didn't open it. <laughs> it's not, it, but it's not in there, though. So I don't know where So it may did. or may not come with a digital download. <laughs> don't keep Let's your Let's just back. thank our lucky stars that it doesn't. So maybe. you recommend this to your enemy, your non existent enemy? Yes. Which is, a, which is no one. <laughs> uh, Brody, who would you recommend this to? Uh, Renata. (laughs) 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 I'd recommend this movie to. At first, I would recommend it to Texans between (laughs) between three and four year old kids. But then, because of the whole gun going on, I'd probably recommend it to nine or ten. No, that doesn't sound right either. Um, I recommend it to Burn. Burn. You want to burn the movie. <laughs> I recommend this movie to the Dutch. I'm sure. I, a apparently, Dutch pers- it had a good review from a Dutch viewer. I'm sure they might. Like, maybe it's really good in Dutch. I don't know. Um, I really, I just recommend it for someone who's not me, because without this, I feel like this movie could be enjoyed, but I didn't particularly enjoy it. You know, I you know what I have a feeling. I have a feeling. The reason why he's shrinking people isn't that reason. I feel like everything's just. I feel like the way they translate was they watched the movie and they speculated what was going on. <laughs> Maybe it's a really good movie with a really weird twist. They wrote all the dialogue based on just speculation. Like yeah. watching bad, the mouse bad lip reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be really impressive, actually. If this was <laughs> right. all just like one of those bad lip reading videos. That I oh, I'd like that a lot more, actually. And so now it comes down to the final decision: is this movie a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Or not? Now, I, now I know this is a hard question, so think carefully. Think of our Dutch audience. I mean. I'm not going to give it a thumbs up. <laughs> so, <laughs> thumbs down, I guess. It's not really a neutral. <laughs> if it's just up or down. There's no thumbs sideways. Okay. So, thumbs down. Thumbs Brody, down. And don't pull the same shit you always pull. I'm not going to pull that shit. I just got to think about it for a second. Um... So it's not on a scale? No. When has it ever been on a scale? This is our eighth episode, our eighth review. BB-8, blind by eight. And it's Isn't my first Star time. Wars character? Yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> okay, so yay or nay, right? Yeah. Um, what is French for yay or nay? Yay or nay. We or no? Okay. Uh, I don't know. No. Yeah. So, just kidding it's yay is, I don't know if actually it's a no I, I'm sticking with no I'm sticking with it's no it's a no it's a no it's a no okay it's a no. no it's actually a thumbs down 
Thumbs down. All right. It, it's a yeah. So I have to think about that. For me, <laughs> like I'm. See now you're thinking. I'm interested in like the like the characters of Suski and Visky, like and their their whole like universe. You mean Lukey and Lucy? <laughs> Luke and Lucy, no. Like the whole like I I might you know check out some of their old comic strips and stuff like that. I'm interested in that, but like this movie itself was not very interesting to me, and I feel like it might catch someone's interest. Uh, you know, but for me, the movie, like, I, I'm interested in the universe, but I'm not interested in this movie. And I'd say this movie itself, on its own merits, is a no. I'm just gonna say, like, for but it was it was well done. It just wasn't very interesting. But it's it's bizarre, like, because for the amount of action and the amount of what's going on, I exactly. still found it boring. <laughs> yeah, which is bizarre. Just, it's like they didn't they didn't do anything wrong. It just didn't work out. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like that <laughs> person you know. They're not doing anything wrong. You just <laughs> don't like them. <laughs> Are you thinking of a specific person? I'm thinking about me in the friend group. <laughs> I think about me. I don't do anything wrong. I just hate it. People hate me. <laughs> no, you do a lot's wrong. Trust me. I know. No. <laughs> what, what, what's the last thing I did wrong? Beside call Lukey Lucy. I mean. <laughs> so, that concludes. Nothing. Round two. Okay, so <laughs> we start off. <laughs> start off with a vulture. Who's <laughs> <laughs> very high. Same jokes. Let's keep going. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our first episode of Season 2. If you haven't noticed, the Profanity Orchestra took the day off today, except that poor percussionist who had to crash the cymbals. Give it up for him. As I said earlier, the contest is not quite ready, but it will be soon, so if you want to win Luke and Lucy the Texas Rangers, as well as a very fairy Christmas, please check our Facebook, facebook.com slash blindbypodcast, and Twitter, at blindby for more details. You can also follow Brody at Bloody Brody on Twitter, myself at Jesse Roloffs, and our special guest Renata at Shut Up Nada. Thanks to the usual suspects, and see you back here next week. All music for this episode is royalty-free and provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. It is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.